0: Hey everyone, welcome to Be The Change. My name is Lily Mott and today I'm going to be talking about how change comes when you make it manageable. I absolutely loved talking with this guest because I think she has such a cool vibe and I got to learn so much from her. Megan Chen is an environmental activist and the founder of the Urban Garden Initiative, or TUGI, which is an organization working to inspire and empower youth to achieve urban sustainability through a gardening-based educational program. I got to talk with Megan about all of her work to develop TUGI. Let's get started with this episode featuring Megan Chen.
1: thank you for having me on the podcast. It was incredible to hear about kind of why you started it um, and just, you know, the incredible things you've been able to do since. But a little bit about me. So I'm a sophomore studying urban studies and earth systems at Stanford currently. A little bit of my background is that I am the founder um, and current executive director at the Urban Garden Initiative. I'm sure we'll dive a little bit um, deeper into that. Later, But we are a youth-run, for-youth, by-youth nonprofit organization that really aims to work in um, the food justice and sustainable food systems space. And I can get into a little bit more about, you know, kind of how we started and what kind of work that we do a little bit more specific um, a bit later as well. Uh, some of my other projects I'm currently working on, I'm really passionate about kind of the intersections of climate and environmental justice and also art. And so I do a lot of different work, both on and off campus, I think, kind of working in that space as well. And it's another thing that I'm incredibly interested and passionate about.
0: That was a great start. And I'd love to go deeper into some of those topics that you mentioned. Tell me more about the Urban Garden Initiative. I'd love to know more about the work that you're doing with the organization, how it came to be, just Honestly, tell me the whole story because it seems like a really interesting project and it's something that I haven't really featured or talked about on the podcast yet.
1: I think to start and to give a little bit of context, um, the two, Ortugi, two e in short, um, for the Urban Garden Initiative, started off as a project that I was just working on when I still lived in Delaware. Um, and so I lived like 15 minutes away um, from the city called Wilmington, Delaware. And one summer, I think this was my sophomore year of high school, um, I started getting really into, like, learning about food systems, learning about food waste, and um, what does growing food look like in urban environments, and so I was working and volunteering at this urban garden um, in my, like, local nearby city, and so throughout that summer, um, it was super cool to just learn about a lot of, like, urban agriculture practices and learning about just how incredible and impactful this garden was to the nearby community. Um, I was also like working at this farmer's market and got to interact with a lot of the people that would buy um, and sell this produce and just learning about, you know, what is called a food desert in short, different areas that um, it's hard to both access healthy food, but also affordable food and how, you know, these urban gardens can kind of help change that narrative and be able to provide a lot of that healthy food. You know, right local and and nearby. And so, after doing a lot of that work for a bit, I really began to understand this problem of incredible spaces like this existed, but there wasn't a lot of education for young people to be able to really learn about um, from a young age, especially in the school system, of the importance of gardening and growing your own food. And again, you know, we all hear about these huge climate related issues day in, day out, but what are like small, tangible ways that young people can kind of take action on these things? um, And, you know, especially in urban spaces, be able to just have this power to be able to grow their own food and and get some kind of, learn a lot of those different skills attached to that as well. Um, And so before the Urban Garden initiative even became kind of where it's at now, it really started off as us going um, into different schools in the city and we were just bringing gardening into the classroom right so kind of changing the narrative that it has to be you know this full scale like large garden that has to go from like zero to a hundred in short it's just really easy to get started and we wanted to challenge that notion that it was this like expensive arduous process and so once we got into some of the different schools would we'll be hosting these workshops, like I said, bring these kind of mini gardens in and then at the same time be teaching a lot about the intersections of food and climate and again environmental justice and, and other related issues. And so once that kind of formed, that became really the backbone of our program. Um, We continued to iterate on that and be able to develop, you know, a better program, um, a program that dives more into depth into other environmental topics as well, because, of course, all of them are so interconnected. And then that um, kind of started forming the basis of the organization. So after, you know, we created our website and, and kind of got the word out a little bit, a lot of other young people, both nationally and globally, started hearing about the work that we were doing. And you know, come from very similar backgrounds, or you know, have a very similar issues going on in their cities, and really want to kind of implement the program that we had at Tugi, both within their own schools and nearby schools. And so, very naturally, we just started forming this chapter program that started spanning. I think in a few months, um, we already started expanding globally and had youth from California and Zimbabwe and New York and a lot of other cities start to get involved. And then today. Um, We are a global organization, um, and I think at this point we are at over 60 chapters, have been able to engage thousands of young people, um, and continue to want to structure the work that we do, having youth voices first and foremost, and really helping to lead the movement in terms of what we're doing and what we plan on doing and um, the work that we're doing going forward.
0: That's so cool. So tell me more about the day-to-day work and what that looks like for you and the different members of your chapters around the world. I'm sure that the goals and the work looks different for Tugi members around the world. So tell me more about what that actual work looks like in the organization.
1: Totally. So I'll say that, of course, it differs a little bit chapter to chapter and also I think you know, when you're working at kind of like 2E at large and and the entire like global scale of it, um, that also shifts a little bit. But I guess to provide like an overarching picture of kind of what we're doing, um, chapters first when they start are usually a lot of times just like kind of how we started um, in this like very grassroots fashion, like being able to just like connect with members of their community, um, work on or find schools and community partners that they want to work with and kind of form this team and get people involved in that way. Um, From there, then they're able to start working on their garden. And this can shift from anywhere from, you know, small scale kind of container garden that we're bringing into the classroom to some of the schools and community partners that we're working with are, you know, building out these larger community gardens. And so usually also very largely dependent on the season um, and funding and fundraising, et cetera, um, that will kind of dictate the size of the garden that to start, but usually this will be, you know, anywhere from in the fall or in the spring, um, doing a lot of different events to be able to get community support around building these kind of small scale urban gardens. And then from there, then programming also differs a little bit depending on time of year and what the school and chapter's needs are. I think something else that's really integral to our program, right? You had mentioned that we do work across a lot of different different areas and You know, there is no one program that is going to be able to fit both, you know, the work that I'm doing directly in Delaware um, to the work in California, to the work in Kenya and Zimbabwe and the Philippines. And so we really want our chapter leaders and the young people that are involved to really be, like I said, the leadership and enact kind of the programs that they really want to be doing and would best fit the communities that they're serving and so our programs can be anywhere from, you know, six weeks in a school setting um, to sometimes, you know, we do multi-month long multi long programs that can, you know, dive deeper into a range of different topics. And so usually, again, we start with a lot of the gardening education, um, then tying that to food justice and food systems. And then we'll start getting into, you know, soil contamination and water pollution and um, energy use and a lot of other issues that... and. Both you can see large scale climate wise, but also even in a garden, you know, there are things that you're learning and skills that you want to be utilizing, even when you're working in this space. And so that's kind of roughly the structure that we're doing. Um, Chapters will also sometimes do other like one off events and work with partners um, to create these really incredible events to engage the communities in other ways. And yeah, so I guess that's kind of a and then we also have a lot of volunteers that are involved with Tugi in various different capacities as well we also have like an environmental blog that we post on and we do a lot of marketing and working with different organizations and companies in that way to work on different like environmental campaigns and projects and so that's a little bit of a little bit of the picture
0: that's so interesting, and I love that you mentioned the differences between chapters around the world, and I'm sure that there are a lot of different challenges associated with the work Tugi is doing in different countries. So as far as trying to create an urban garden, what are some of the challenges that you faced developing urban gardens with Tugi, and can you also tell me some of the benefits of urban gardens and how they're helping communities?
1: Totally. Um well, I'll say it's definitely like not an easy thing, right? Um, I think we're seeing more and more urban gardens in various cities, and really innovative ways that they're being built. Um, just to name a few, you know, we were seeing like rooftop gardens and vertical gardens and hydroponics, um, and aquaponics, and so many different innovative ways that um, people are going about growing healthy food in cities. But with that being said um you know the reason that we're building so many of these different strategies is because of so many of the different challenges that just exist naturally when you're building you know a highly dense urban environment and so a lot of what that can look like is number 1 soil quality and soil contamination is a huge one especially if we're you know building a lot of these gardens in super dense populated cities. A lot of the even vacant space that you're looking at when you're building some of these gardens can have you know heavily polluted soils, and so they're super difficult to directly grow in. And being able to kind of revitalize that soil and bring bring nutrients back into it is a really long process and sometimes really difficult. Um, to do entirely. And of course, that makes it not safe to be growing food that you're consuming into it. And so finding the space, I think, can often be difficult. I think in addition to that, depending on the size and scale of the gardens that some of our chapters are growing um, and building, sometimes land use and working around that can also be really difficult, um, having to go through the city or um, other you know, organizations or people that own specific plots of land, even if there's nothing growing there, there can be, you know, multi-step process to figure out um, where and when you can grow food. But urban gardens, in terms of just the benefits and the incredible power that they are able to hold, I think was really what makes it worth it, right? So number one, of course, what I've been mentioning, just access to healthy, affordable food, something that I'm really passionate about and wanted to see more so, right, is us integrating more of these sustainable food systems right where people are. Right now, in terms of large-scale agriculture, what we see a lot is all these different farms that are located very far away from the people that are buying and eating this food. And so transportation and carbon emissions and et cetera can increase um, so much so when you have a system like that. And so what I really I'm working to do is start to bring a lot of these different food systems into our most dense and populated places. And so that's one one area. And I think just in terms of the environmental benefits of urban gardens, right, you are working in these cities that oftentimes might have a lack of green space, both just having these beautiful green spaces, growing food, I think is a really huge one. And then there's so many benefits just mental health-wise and, and physically for being out being able to go out and go into a garden and see a plant that you grew from seed turn into something that you can eat and being able to maintain that constantly and just see like the work and time that you're putting into something turn into something really beautiful. So that's another huge reason that you know we want to get young people involved right at the beginning and see this kind of incredible process and hopefully inspire and empower them to be able to want to learn more. And them to take these skills and turn that into you know gardens and and other environmental projects that they want to do right and so it's not just necessarily you know we go in, do a program um, start a garden and that's kind of it like ultimately we want to get um, this new wave of like environmental change makers and young know, people that want to continue this fight for both sustainable food systems but environmental issues and environmental activism at large
0: that's so cool, and thank you for explaining all of that about urban gardens, because I really don't know that much about them, so I'm definitely learning a lot. And I have one last question for you. Lots of young people, especially college students and high school students, want to create change and they want to make a difference, but they may not know where to get started with that work. Do you have any advice for those people who may be listening?
1: So I guess one big, one of the biggest things, and I'm sure people hear this often, but I still think holds a lot of truth um, is the simple act of taking that first step and getting started, right? Oftentimes, I think, especially kind of what we hear about um, young people working on today, like it can be increasingly overwhelming, just just the sheer amount of I think, knowledge that's at our disposal and in a way, the ability to be able to like take action on so many different things. And so I think that in and of itself, I know for, my, for me, it was like definitely hard to to be like, where do I want to get started? These issues are so huge. Um, and I wanted to create this large action on things, but I don't know where to get started. Will people listen to me, etc.? And so I think what I say to that is that it's so powerful to just be able to start and do something at a really small scale, right in your community, in an area that you know best, and be able to just try it out um, and take that first step and see what happens. And I think from there, you know, there's a lot of other, um, once you kind of get that ball rolling, um, I think a lot of other things that can happen, you know, you can mobilize other people, you can work with a team, um, find other people that are incredibly passionate about the things that you are, and over time, grow and scale that into something really incredible around an issue that you're really passionate about. And so that's one of my, I guess, like first pieces of advice. And secondly, I think, right, that Today, you know, we kind of live in a space in which there are so many different um, organizations and solutions being created already, and so sometimes it doesn't necessarily mean having to start, you know, from point zero and feeling like you have to, again, turn it into something huge overnight. There are a lot of community organizations um, and just incredible people working on you know, super huge issues right now. And I think one of the best ways to kind of get started in the space really is by learning from people that have already been doing this work for a long time. Um, So whether in this case scenario of urban garden, urban gardens, um, being able to learn from just incredible urban farmers and working at a lot of these community gardens to start and really learning about the issue, or, you know, could be something entirely different. I'm really passionate about You know, arts education, and I work at a a school or a nonprofit that's making it more accessible for students. I think there are so many different ways that that can kind of look like, but really being able to learn from people that have already been working in this space, I think is another great way to start. And from there, you kind of are able to tell, you know, this is what I really want to work on within this really large issue, or um, maybe I want to shift gears and work on this other issue that I'm seeing as I'm learning more about this space. And so I think just overall, right, breaking it down into really manageable steps, there's so many huge issues that all of us are so passionate about right now and want to take action on as young people. And I think it is so important to really enact that and use that, but start small and don't get overwhelmed um, from just the sheer scale sometimes of the things that you're working on tackling.
0: I really enjoyed my conversation with Megan and I got to learn so much about urban gardening, which was just so cool. I want to highlight Megan's last bit of advice about not getting overwhelmed and trying to make change more manageable. I've talked about this a lot on the podcast, but especially for activists and change makers working on issues like climate change that are just so vast and that have the potential to harm so many people, it is really important to start small and avoid being crippled by the issue. Megan created Tugi because she recognized that developing urban gardens is the step she could take to combat that huge, scary issue of climate change. And now she has chapters around the world who are also taking those steps to create a more sustainable planet. So I think Megan's story and her work with Tugi is a great example of how change comes when you make it manageable. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And you can find Megan on Instagram at Megan underscore underscore Chen with two N's to get connected with her. You can also find Tugi on Instagram at the Urban Garden Initiative to check out the work they're doing. If you want to talk about anything I mentioned, please reach out to me by email at lily at bethechangepodcast.org or on Instagram at be bethechangepodcast. Tune in for my next episode, but until then, be the change you wish to see in the world. Bye, guys.